This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. experiment was a success begin life force reboot program now stand clear life signs stable it's alive set it loose this is the jeff fisher show on the blaze radio network It is alive. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher broadcast. You know, that announcer was right because it is the Jeff Fisher show. And that's me. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. All right, let's get it out of the way because I've got, you know, a number of things to get to today. But most importantly, you know, right off the top, what's on your mind? Uh, The Olympics, of course. I mean, come on now. The United States overwhelming the world. We've got 50 medals total, number one, 20 gold, 13 silver, 17 bronze. Okay, we're number one. Let's get that right out of the way. All right. Happy to be a part of that. Now, at first, when the Olympics started, a week ago, I thought, eh, I'm not really excited about it. You know, the opening ceremonies were kind of bougie, and I was just uh, not excited about it. Now that it's been going on, uh, I'm getting into it. Okay, now maybe because of swimming, uh, maybe because of gymnastics. I think it's just because it's the Olympics, and it's, you know, it's nice to see the United States uh, dominate, and it's nice to see that... Uh, Despite everything that's said and done about our elitism, we get to have it. We get to have our elitism during the Olympics. And I like it. I like it. Now, then let's move to Michael Phelps. Uh, Wow. Tremendous, right? Uh, 22 total gold medals for this Olympics. One silver. Last night he did the silver. Uh, He came in second to the the kid, the uh, what's-his-face schooling from Singapore who trains in the United States, I might add. In Texas, I might add. But in the Olympics, he's... Playing for Singapore. Okay, whatever. But he was a big Phelps fan, idolized him, and then he beat him uh, last night. Uh, And Phelps tied three ways uh, in that race, so they all got a silver. And then everybody, nobody gets the bronze, nobody gets 
the gold. I mean, they get the one gold and the three silvers, and then we're mo- we've moved on. It's kind of that's kind of chintzy. I heard I heard uh, Opelka talking about this actually. So when when there's a tie, let's say you get uh, uh, two gold, a tie for gold, which they've had, and then so the second guy gets a silver, but then there's no bronze. What? That's that's a ripoff. That's a rule the Olympic Committee needs to change. Agreed. Agreed with that. Now, I know that uh, uh, Phelps has been uh, tremendous. He's got one more race, I think, tonight, um, where he can get a gold, but that's not an individual, Mel. That's with a, it's a team that's a relay so uh, or a medley, whatever you want, whatever the heck they want to call it in swimming. Um, so he can still get another gold, probably at least get another medal. Uh, and this is his last hurrah. He said he's not coming back. There were reports, uh, that he was going to be coming back. Um, since the butterfly last night was the final of his race, uh, there was a theory out there that was saying that, uh, uh, no, uh, he'll be coming back. He's going to want to try to dominate that and win again. Uh, he, Michael Phelps, said, uh, uh, no. Um, uh, no, I'm not coming back in four years. Uh, sorry, you can throw those theories out uh, all you want. But I'm not coming back. So have a nice day. So that's, I mean, the Phelps run is over. And now let's bring in the, you know, millions of dollars for Michael Phelps. Like he's not getting that now. Um, It's been exciting uh, watching. Uh, We had uh, controversy in the soccer games. And, I, you know, many of you, soccer, oh gosh. But it's part of the Olympics. And the women's soccer team, who was you know expected to be the champions all over again, uh, lost. And Hope Solo was you know the poor loser, calling the Sweden team cowards, and they didn't play the game right. They didn't want to play. Uh, that was their game, Hope, and they got to you. And it was from the coach that uh, coached them uh, last couple of years or whatever, so she knows them inside and out. Uh, and uh, you know Hope can be uh, you know cry and whine all she wants, but uh, that was their game and they got beat. So uh, let's move on, Hope. Sorry, go home. Uh, you're not getting the gold, okay? Uh, yeah, there you go. Now we have other sports coming up. I did watch, what? okay, I watched some rugby. I like rugby. Um, very little soccer, but I have watched a little. Gymnastics, of course. Uh, you know they've they've made that pretty big, and our gymnastic team has been tremendous. And Bryles has been you know on top of the world. And oh my gosh, you want, let's talk uh, Olympics for just a second. Uh, uh, gymnastics. So Gabby, uh, Gabby, I don't know the you know you. When you listen to this, I don't. You might not be listening live. You might be busy. So when you download this uh, later, 
uh, when you go to theblaze.com slash radio and download it for your flight home, Gabby, and you want to listen to the Jeff Fisher Show, first of all, thank you. Uh, second, um, remember that uh, despite you being on top of the world and Miss World Elite Gymnast and everybody loves you, uh, when you become a bitch, nobody likes it, okay? When you get your little snoot up in the air, uh, nobody likes it. And when you stand on the podium to get the medal and you don't put your hand across the heart for the United States National Anthem, uh, nobody likes it. So when you start whining a year from now that nobody's paying attention to me and uh, I, you know, other people have been getting all these uh, sponsorships and I'm getting nothing, remember how you acted in Rio. Remember your little snoot fest when other people are standing up cheering and you just sat there with your little snorkel look on your face. And remember the time up on the podium when you didn't put your hand over your heart. No need to do that smiling if you're if you have your little heart in a snoot, but still Americans remember that crap. Because we're the United States of America. That's one thing the Olympics does do, and especially to me. It does bring back the we're the United States of America. And nobody can say we're gonna make make us great again. Nobody can say, hey, we're great just as like just like Poland is great, just like France thinks there's great. No. We're the United Freaking States of America. Well, there might be much of it. There might be much of us that's dead inside. But this brings back some life. This is pumping a little bit of new blood into the U.S. Let's hope it stays for a while. I did watch a little bit of fencing. I, I, I'm not sure I get it. I tried to get it. I might have to go back and watch a little bit more because I'm going to have, I got to try to understand what the heck. So I watched the one match of fencing I see. Uh, uh, men's fencing. Men's single fencing. I don't know if they have team fencing. <laughs> and so they stand, they get their swords with the stop, and then they go. Two, two, two. And the one guy gets, you know, point. The one guy, uh, the one guy gets a point. He's player number one gets a point. They go back to the line. They set up. Go. Ting, ting, ting. Player number one gets a point. They stop. They go back to the line. Ting, ting, ting. Player number two scores some kind of point, and he's the winner. Have a nice day. Okay, so I don't know how much I missed. I don't know what the deal was. All I know is that what? And they're taking their, you know, they're taking their mask off and they're hugging each other and off they go. Okay, I got to understand fencing. I've got to learn the rules of fencing. It's just like water polo. The other day I'm watching some water polo and I'm trying to figure out what the heck's going on. So, I, I, you know, I got to go find the rules, reading the rules. And I find out that I, in, in some of the rules, they don't, it's tough to find some of the rules. I mean, they give you the layout of the rules, but then there's some rules where they just throw in there like they're in the middle of another rule and they say, and because you can't touch the bottom. Okay, well, where's that rule? Where does what happens if you touch the bottom? Stuff like that. Just little things about the games that really kind of, you know, you got to know to watch the game, right? You got to know the inside outs of the rules. That's how you play. Watch a little ping pong. Saw a guy fall down. I mean, ping pong, you want to talk about damaging, dangerous sport. I mean, they called the medic in and everything. 
playing ping pong? Come on, man. Little track and field's going on. I caught a little bit of that last night. A couple of the uh, women, uh, you know, sprints. Uh, some of the fastest women in the world. Uh, they do some. They do some moving. No question about that. You can quote me on that. <laughs> they do some moving, <laughs> and these were just you know trials last night. Uh, so we've got some track and field going on, but and of course volleyball. I mean, the athleticism of women's volleyball is tremendous but then there's badminton now i haven't seen any of the badminton performances yet because it just started and i've i've kind of i'm gonna have to go to the on demand to try to see what's going on because malaysia has a guy that's been to three or four olympics and hasn't won a gold and now he wants he this is his year uh lee chong Wee. This is his year. He said he's in better shape than he's ever been, and he's playing better than he's ever played. Now, I, I've played badminton before, in, you know, in the backyard. And it's not like these guys play. But I'm all for it. You know, it's a fun little backyard game. I just wonder when the Olympics will have, you know, croquet. Because when they have croquet, I'm in. I can still, you know, despite being 152 years old, I can still, you know, do some croqueting now. An Olympic croquet? Come on. Have your specially Olympic-made mallet? Oh, yeah, come on. That's good stuff. Good stuff. And then I heard uh, Michael Pelka, which uh, airs before this broadcast, uh, discussing the uh, delayed broadcast of the medal ceremony for Simone Manuel, the first uh, African-American to win a single individual swimming event, you know, female to boot. Um, Don't forget, Mike, that uh, we were told because they delayed the opening ceremonies because the producers and commentators wanted time to put it into context for Americans. So I'm sure that's what they were doing there as well. And then I saw an interview with NBC uh, sport executives, uh, Chairman Mark Lazarus, and he pretty much is saying the same thing. Now, the ratings have been pretty good. They're winning their slots. Uh, the opening ceremonies were down like 35. The opening ceremonies were down huge. It doesn't mean the numbers aren't big. They're just down, you know, they were down 35%. From 2012. That's a, man, that's a lot. Now, he's still saying that they've, uh, they're making money hand over fist. It's the most profitable Olympics. They've made an extra 30 million since the games have started, is what he was saying. And they've got more places, uh, uh, because every event is streamed live, tape delayed, primetime broadcasters of showcases. Such a star studded women gymnastics lose some of their luster. Uh huh. You aren't kidding. But he strongly defended the decision to create our storytelling and our narrative and to show around the competitions by using the prepackaged form. Things like gymnastics are difficult and sluggish to show live. So the producers and commentators want time to put it into context for America. Because we're just 
too dumb. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thanks, Mr. Lazarus. We appreciate it very much. But it's been worth watching. It's been fun. And uh, Michael Phelps has been great. I mean, come on. We've got one more event uh, with him tonight. He's leading. I mean, he's the head of countries. Head of countries. I mean, it's amazing. He's got 22 gold medals to his name. Okay? 22 gold medals. Places him 39th on the all-time list among Olympic nations. <laughs> and if he gets to the 23rd gold, come on now. I mean, that is tremendous, right? Because you're looking at uh, he's won more gold medals than 108 countries. First Olympic race came in the 2000 Olympics when he was 15. Finished on the podium in more than 93% of his Olympic events. If he was a country, tied for 38th all-time in Olympic gold medals. He's won more than double the number of Olympic gold medals as the second most decorated Olympian of all time. Uh, Larissa Latnina. Larissa Latnina. He has set 39 world records, uh, most, most all-time. Broke his first world record in 2001 when he was 15. Come on now. In 2004, Phelps has never, since starting in 2004, Phelps has never lost an individual medley 200-meter race in the Olympics. 27 different swimmers have gone up against him. Ah, lost. His 21 Olympic medal streak between 2004 and 2012, longest of all time. I mean, those are just a few things, Michael Phelps. I mean... Tremendous. Thanks for the enjoyment, Michael. And uh, go USA. And don't forget when you're on the podium, Gabby, despite your little snit, put your hand over your heart. We won't forget. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That it is. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. You know, we've got uh, Chris Salcedo coming up right after this broadcast. Um, Mike Slater after that. Joe Paggs after that. Michael Pelka was on before this. I mean, it's Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. It doesn't get much better. It really doesn't. So there's no place else for you to go. Just lock it in and rip the knob off. Wait, there's no more knobs anymore. So just lock it in and rip the mouse off. 
Don't go anywhere. Stay locked in as long as your Wi-Fi works. Uh, on theblaze.com slash radio. So many stories, great stories to get to today. Um, amazing. Some of them just unbelievable. Um, others were, uh, I have to comment on the story that Michael Pelko talked about a little bit earlier in the broadcast. Um, uh, <laughs> I may have to question him on it a little bit. I think, I mean, he may be an expert on it, but I have to kind of think, I don't know that the whole truth and nothing but the truth was had. We'll see. We'll see. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. And you know, uh, we've got a, a ton of great stories for you today and some information, but I do sometime during the broadcast, I, I think I need your help. Uh, I was sent an email from someone and I'm, I am serious when I say I was like, what? And it was just matter of fact. And I, I can't. I can't. It, I can't get it out of my head, and it's just completely thrown me for a loop. Now I've got. In fact, I've got these other stories in front of me, and I've got to do. I've got to tell you about this because I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. So we've been having issues with. Uh, we have some, my. Fences are down at the house. There's one side of the fence that's down between myself and another neighbor, and then there's another part. I don't know if you know this, but North Texas is like the wind capital of the universe. And uh, you know, wind comes. And when they built these homes, they built them with you know builder grade fences. So you know, after a number of years, so many years, the wind has just torn them down, and they you need fences put in correctly. And with some sort of, uh, I don't know, worthy wood and worthy poles. Um, anyway, so uh, we've been having a, you know, this deal with who's going to pay, how much, how much are we paying, who belongs to what, what belongs to what. And this has, it's not knockdown, drag out. It's just, that's what we're doing. And so... I hadn't seen my neighbor uh, in, I don't know, a week or so. And, you know, we're all in and out all the time. And it's, look, it's here right now in Texas. Yesterday, the high at DFW was 107. Okay. So it's like the surface of the sun here in North Texas right now outside. And so it's almost like winter up north, for those of you to understand, so that you don't go outside unless you have to. Okay? So, you know, the kids are stay inside. You know, you drive through the neighborhoods. And it's like I was driving I was driving through the neighborhood the other day, and it's in the middle of the afternoon. There is nobody. I mean, it's like winter. 
And that's why, because it's the surface of the sun outside. <laughs> you can't swim because the water is boiling. Okay. In fact, this area is the only area I know of, and I lived in Florida for a long time. This area is the only place I know of that you can have giant ice cubes delivered to your home to put in the pool to cool it down so that you at least can stop the boiling of the pool water so you can swim. It's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, I emailed my neighbor last night. And I, I see the you know, I see the boy. And it's actually really sad because I don't know what I, I, I gotta I gotta think about how I gotta handle it. So and I know the little the kid, you know, the kid next door. And, you know, the husband, I see him from time to time. He's out, and I see the wife from time to time. And, you know, and, and she's the one, the, the wife is, she's the one that I have the email address for. And since I hadn't seen them, I thought I would email them and let them know, you know, what the progress is on, on my part of the fencing, what's going on, insurance, all that stuff. And so I get an email back. And... It's nice. She thanks me. Uh, kind of lets me know what you know what they're doing, what's going on. And then I in the email, my oldest son, uh, Elvis, is moving and has moved to Texas now from Florida. And in the process of his move, we are dog sitting. All right, so and he's got two dogs. <sighs> Which is a completely other story. My wife fought for you keep the dogs, we keep the baby. That didn't work. So uh, we're dogs. My kids love them, the dogs, and they're fine. They're not. There's some dogs in the neighborhood, especially the ones right behind us that are, you know, will kill you just as soon as look at you. And there's one dog, a little, a little mini chihuahua or whatever that thinks it will kill you, and it, that dog is going to disappear one day. They're just going to say, hey, I wonder what happened to uh, the dog's name is Blue. I wonder what happened to Blue. I don't know. <laughs> it's, you mean it's gone? Maybe that's why I haven't heard it barking all hours of the day and night and digging holes underneath the fence to get in my backyard. Do you mean it's gone? It's disappeared? Darn the luck. That very well may happen soon. So I, in my email, I say, hey, I just want to let you know, too, we're dog sitting. And, you know, you might have seen the dogs out because the fence, you know, the one part of the fence is down. Don't worry about it. You know the one dog and the other dog uh, is new, but they're both great. And you don't have to worry about them being, you know, being mean or whatever. They're playful. They want to play. And they just, uh, you know, maybe we'll, you know, I'll make sure that uh, when I see you out, I let the dogs out so that they, you know, at least know you. And the reply, the reply, I mean, I I don't know what to do with it. So it was very nice. And she, you know, tells me thanks. Let me know what's going on. And yeah, we got to meet the dogs. And that's great. And uh, in the email, she says, well, we can't. we can meet the dogs on Sunday 
because, insert husband's name, uh, is moving out tomorrow. It will be crazy around here. What am I supposed to do with that? I was I was floored. I know. I mean, it's been in songs for, you know, a million years. And I've been through a divorce before. It ain't fun. But the little, you know, he's got the little boy. And he's a good kid. And he's, I, mean, I don't know what to do with it. Am I supposed to, you know, oh, great. <laughs> well, that's good for you, huh? Or that bastard. Thank God he's gone. Why am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do with that? I like, I mean, it's just, I was like, I, I didn't reply. I, mean, I don't know what to, I mean, I can't be happy. I can't be sad. Either way I go, I'm screwed. So there's just no reply to that bad boy at all. And if I reply, it ain't referring to that. That's going to be a disappearing line from the email. But if, I mean, it just, just threw me last night and I was, I, and I don't know why it threw me, right? I mean, look, every time I turn around the last Five or six months, I hear my wife say, I can't believe they're getting a divorce and another couple are breaking up. Or they've been separated for a few months. I think they're getting back together now. Okay. I didn't, you know, I, I don't know these, don't, I know these people from scouting. I know these people from, from the church. I know these people from work. I know these people from whatever. I, I mean, I don't, they're friends with my wife. I don't want to be friends with them. Okay. <laughs> my wife wants friends I don't care but that having been said I mean maybe people don't want to be my friend I don't know but I don't know why it threw me for a loop anyway it just did and I, I can't stop thinking about it and I you know I don't want I, you know look if you're listening I've been through a divorce, and it sucks. It's not fun. But I know a lot of people that have been through a lot worse divorces than I went through. And it was less fun than my fun, than my no fun. <laughs> I know people that are still dealing with a divorce that happened years ago. Because it was not fun. So, I mean, I know how bad it is. I got it. But, I mean, I don't know what to do. I mean, if he's, if I pull up today, right? I come home and he's got the U-Haul out there. So, getting rid of the old ball and chain today, are we? I mean, I don't think that would go over well. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you wish to participate in the broadcast. At first glance to this particular story, you say, what? And then you read it and think about it a little bit. And you think, you know, really, that's East Carolina. This is the headline. East Carolina offers help to students dealing with adulting. And you think, come on now. East Carolina University is starting an adulting counseling program to help students deal with failure and other pitfalls of growing up. Vice Chancellor for Student Affairs, Virginia Hardy, says students requested 9,000 appointments with counselors last school year, an increase of 1,800 appointments over two years ago. The Daily Reflector of Greenville reports that Hardy told university trustees that students are struggling to understand there will be setbacks in life, and responding to them properly is the key to their development. When students return in the fall, they will be given a self-assessment about resiliency and offer to help to deal with stress through relaxation techniques and changing unproductive negative thoughts. Hardy also hopes the courses prevent students from turning to drugs and alcohol to deal with stress. Now, at first read, you think, what a bunch of wusses. Second read. Isn't that what the university is supposed to be doing? Uh, Not sure why it's a story, really, except that it's called adulting counseling. Uh, And everything is a story in today's world, so that's why it's a story. But really, that's what they're supposed to be doing. And this comes from a time when these children at home and during their other schooling have been led to believe that there are no losers. Everybody is everybody's a winner, even though you lost, Timmy. You still get a medal. Uh, the grading has changed dramatically because we don't want people to think that they're failing. Oh, my gosh. No. Um, you didn't fail. Okay. C- minus is the lowest that we have grading-wise. Doesn't that mean I failed? By all means, no. E and F? Oh, those are horrific letters. And we will never use those to hurt your feelings. It comes from that. So by the time they get in college, and we were seeing some of that from people who didn't go through adulting counseling out in the real world, Realizing, I mean, we talk about it all the time about, uh, you know, there are winners and losers in the real world. Uh, guess what? You will have setbacks. Uh, guess what? You're not guaranteed a job to live in that $300,000 home right after college. You just aren't. And that's the pitfalls of. Becoming an adult. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It sucks. It sucks for the rest of us, too. But then you realize, hey, if I work hard, 
earn a living, figure out what's going on and do the right things, I can I can have some of those things that I want. But then we have people like, you know, I don't know, our president and our Democratic Democratic presidential nominee wanting to keep giving us more and more free stuff. But it really isn't free, is it? That, I hope, is part of the adulting class. So they realize, guess what? All that free stuff from the government isn't really free, is it? No. No, it's not. It's really money from taxpayers who are out working and trying to earn a living and being adults. So, good for good for East Carolina. Help those kids out. At least get them out there and let them know what the real world is going to be like. I doubt that's what the counseling is going to be, but we can all hope, can't we? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? Thanks for coming along for the ride today. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you wish to participate. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. You can follow me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on Instagram at JeffyMRA. Some good news for America. We have the list of demands from Black Lives Matter. We have a group of students at the Claremont Colleges that are in search of a roommate, but insist the roommate not be white. Could you get away with that in the other way, other direction? Uh, No way. No way. This is directed to protect POC, you know, the people of color, not white people. They have expressed concerns, some have expressed concerns about the anti-white discrimination. Uh, yeah, but why would you be concerned about that? Because there is no white discrimination, okay? (laughs) My gosh. Are you stupid? That's why we don't want to live with white people. Okay? (laughs) Oh. 
I mean, when you can live with white people, but be far more comfortable living with other people of color. <laughs> always white people, always mad when they don't feel included. <laughs> oh, they need to go to an adulting class. They people at the Claremont Colleges uh, need to go to an adulting class. But what the heck? It's okay. It's not bad. You can you can just put out there, hey, I'm looking for roommates. No white people. It's okay. It's okay. There's now a marketplace for white people to make reparation payments. How sweet is that? Huh? How sweet is that? A new website. Uh, whereby people can pay reparations to the people of color for their years of oppression. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. The page website clarifies how people should utilize their site. I invite people of color to ask for what they need to feel better, be happier, be more productive by posting in this space. These may be both material and immaterial requests. I invite people to identify as white to offer services or contributions to people of color in need of any time, energy, substantive care, and support. So there isn't any confusion. Here's an example. Person of color one. I need a massage this week. White person one. Post Groupon with code for redemption. Person of color two. I need therapy. I can spend $10 a session. White person two. Post contact information to a therapist who they have made arrangements with. Person of color three, I need groceries. White person three, I'll get them for you. PM me and I'll send an Amazon fresh or Safeway delivery. You just pick out what you want. I have a $200 limit. (gasps) What? You're only willing to spend $200 on food for this person? Person of color four, I'm too upset to make dinner. I live in Seattle. White person number four, come over to my house for dinner. Bring a friend if you like. PM me and I'll send you the address or I can order delivery to you. What kind of food do you like? (laughs) Person of color four, I'm too upset to make dinner. I live in Seattle. White person, me. Looks like you're going to go hungry. I don't live in Seattle. I'm sorry. That's mean. That's horrible. I shouldn't do that. Person of color five. I need a quiet place to work on. Work on. And then there's a blank line. I need a quiet place to work on. And there's a blank line. Person of color. White person five. I have an office, a spare room, a house that will be unoccupied on the following dates. Would you like to use that space? I could send pictures. You have got to be freaking kidding me. Uh, no. Uh, you know what? Uh, no. Megan, on the other hand, chose to make an unsolicited offer of empathetic listening. She's apparently trained in emotional freedom technique and nonviolent communication. And even though she is not a licensed therapist, isn't that so special? She's not a licensed therapist, but she's therapeuting without a license. That should be a crime. 
You've been therapeutic without a license. I'm not therapeutic. I'm empathetic listening. And even though she's not a licensed therapist, she has a lot of experience holding space in this way. (laughs) Come on now. I chose to make an unsolicited offer for empathetic listening. I'm trained in emotional freedom technique and nonviolent communication. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I do have a lot of experience holding space in this way. Wow. We need an adult in class. Bad. Black Lives Matter. They've made some demands. They've made some demands, and I think we need to, you know, seriously maybe do some empathetic listening, some emotional freedom techniques with nonviolent communications. End the war on black people, an immediate end to the criminalization of black youth, an end to zero-tolerance policies at schools, all police removed from all schools, and reallocating police funds to black schools, also an end to capital punishment, bail, court fees, no more criminal history disclosure for loans, licenses, employment, and no more cages or jail cells or shackling handcuffs. Reparations for past and continuing harassment. Payment in the form of free education for life for all blacks, undocumented and former current criminals. Retroactive forgiveness of college debt. A guaranteed minimum wage with corporate regulations. Public school curriculums will teach against colonialism and slavery and how that has injured the black community to this day. I'm listening empathetically. Invest, divest. Investments in education, health, and safety for blacks. Divestment from prison, fossil fuels, police, surveillance, and corporations. That includes decriminalization and records expunged for all drug-related offenses and prostitution. Universal health care and a constitutional right for a fully funded education. Also, a cut in military spending. These are just a few of the demands from the Black Lives Matter. Economic justice. Progressive restructuring of tax codes and a right to restored land, clean air, clean water, and housing. An end to the Trans-Pacific Partnership and renegotiate all trade agreements and prioritize for black communities. Black Lives Matter demands community control. We demand a world where those most impacted in our communities control the laws, institutions, and policies that are meant to serve us. From our schools to our local budgets, economies, police departments, and our land while recognizing that the rights and histories of our indigenous family must also be respected. Enough said. That almost sounds like Sharia law, but I'm sorry, I'm listening empathetically. Political power. We demand independent black political power and black self-determination in all areas of society. We envision a remaking of the current U.S. political system in order to create a real democracy where black people and all marginalized people can effectively exercise full political power. 
This includes new voting standards, internet for all, protection and increased funding for historically black colleges and universities, black media, cultural, political, and social formations. There's more. They've got more details of their demands, of their platform. It's quite long. Good luck, God bless. And you most definitely don't want to hear all lives matter. (gasps) No. Don't say that. But I'm going to go to the reparations website. And offer to make a payment of, along with Megan, of empathetic listening. Now, I'm not trained in emotional freedom technique or nonviolent communication. And I am not a licensed therapist, just like Megan. Uh, although Megan is trained in emotional freedom technique and nonviolent communication. I guess I could read the book. I have a pretty good idea what it is. So I'll just offer. An unsolicited offer. Of empathetic listening. And then, when I'm done, empathetic listening. I can respond by saying, (laughs) no. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Um, Good news. Good news. For those of you that own homes in San Jose, California... You now have the average home price over a million dollars. Congratulations. I mean that. Came the first city in the country, San Jose, California, in which the median price of a home is greater than one million dollars. A yay! Home prices increased in 83% of the 178 metro areas 
And the average price of a single family home increased throughout the U.S. almost 5%, 4.9% year over year. Medium single family home in the United States of America, 240700 dollars Amazing. The increase in prices also pointed to the massive shortage of new homes under construction. Yeah, not here in the Metroplex. <laughs> There's a slice of dirt, build a home. Look, there's two slices of dirt. Toll road. Do we really need that long of a driveway? New house. I mean, they are building everywhere. And some of the people that have held out. I was driving I saw I was driving down one road yesterday and when we I've been, only lived here what, 3, 4 or 5 years now. And since we've moved here, uh there's one road that we've traveled quite frequently uh that has built up immensely, but there's still some property holding out. And there's a couple of older homes that were there that I would actually love to live in. They're great. But they just now in the last six months have put up for sale signs for their property because the home is on some prime stinking property. It's not just, you know, a tenth of an acre home. And then now that all that land is being built up on, they're like, you know what? Um, guess what? Um, our our land is uh, is for sale now too. Yeah, our land is for sale now too. No, it's going to be a lot more. <laughs> it's going to be a lot more expensive than what you paid for those other lands, though, to build those houses on. Because this is this is the last of it right here. So they've just got to be holding out for, you know, fortunes, fortunes. God bless them. God bless them. I mean, that's, God bless them. So the DEA says pot remains illegal. The Drug Enforcement Agency came out earlier this week and said marijuana is still illegal as it ever was. At the federal level. A big no is the response to two recent petitions to have pot taken off the list of the Schedule One narcotics. Going further, the government declared it has no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse. There hasn't been enough research conducted to confirm otherwise, which is why government officials have decided to allow increased farming for research purposes. Current research has been considered more than enough in the 25 states that have approved medical medicinal use of marijuana for everything from epilepsy to arthritis. You can expect even more states to have it on their November ballot. But right now, the government has declared that it has no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse. I must say that's 
kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, the research, I mean, I have witnessed research. <laughs> All jokes. <laughs> I've witnessed that research, too, where uh, that, that, whole, that whole abuse part of it. Yeah, I've witnessed that, too. But I have witnessed uh, it help uh, patients with, oh, I don't know, cancer, going through chemo, and easing the, as you put, fill your body with poison, killing everything of any consequence in your blood. Oh, yeah, that's what chemo is, by the way. Um, So I have witnessed where marijuana has eased the struggle with that. So, you know, I know that there's no currently uh, accepted medical use or high potential, no no accepted medical use. Um, Dear DEA, come on now. Nobody really believes you on that. Nobody believes you. I mean, we believe you on the abuse part, but not the other. Not the other, pal. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Okay, so in the last segment we talked about the DEA saying that, uh, you know, uh, marijuana, what was the line they used? Uh, No currently accepted medical use and, of course, a high potential for abuse. Well, for those of you that, I don't know, are abusing it, guess what you – for those of you, uh, you know, our our main control room uh, production is is in New York City. And I just found out I must probably go take a trip to New York City because – they have uh, a museum of ice cream. <laughs> I know. I know. What? A museum of ice cream? Now, it's only open this freaking month. What? Hey, we've got to go up there and do a Facebook Live or something of the museum of ice cream. I it's open from July 29th through August 31st. The Museum of Ice Cream. And I've got to click on the star. I, I printed it, but it didn't print out the whole thing. Why didn't it? What is wrong with America when you print a story and the whole thing doesn't print out? Is there, has America gone down? Has America gone down? And while I'm doing that, I want to tell you, don't forget that uh, the internet went crazy this week, too, where uh, Malia caught uh, smoking a joint 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. The first daughter huffing and puffing on a joint on video. Good. Yeah, make the family proud. Well, what? Dad said he got high, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, miss, I'm going to. I'm the daughter of the president of the United States. Now, Barack isn't, you know, smoking a joint in a crowd now. He does have a little bit of respect for the office. Not much, but a little. And she's out twerking at parties and, you know, taking a year off from school. And now we're just going to see her on video smoking dope. She's got to be smarter than that, doesn't she? Has to be smarter than that. Maybe not. Maybe not. So, look at the Museum of Ice Cream. Oh, my God. A sprinkle-filled pool. Oh. Now, apparently, it's not real sprinkles. What? Oh, because they would melt into a real mess, but they're colored plastic beads. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man, we've got to be talking about disease-ridden there. Are you talking to think McDonald's kids' jump balls have diseases on them? <laughs> oh, the sprinkle pool with the fake sprinkle pool pool. Oof. We have to go to this ice cream. We have to go to the Museum of Ice Cream. I mean, museum... On entering, we agreed with a large neon sign above the counter where complimentary ice cream would be served. Yes. Each week, the pop-up changes up its ice cream offerings, treating customers with signature flavors dreamt up by the eateries like Black Tap, Chinatown Ice Cream Factory, and McConnell's Fine Ice Cream and Ma'am. Our first visit, we got vanilla topped with agave, lime, marshmallows, and Fruit Loops. According to this reporter, an unexpectedly perfect combo. I disagree with that. I have a feeling that uh, vanilla topped with agave, lime, marshmallows, and Fruit Loops is not going to turn out a, an unexpectedly perfect combo for moi. I mean, there's nothing I crave with ice cream more than agave and lime. I'll tell you that. I'll give you the marshmallows and the Fruit Loops. That doesn't sound bad. But, come on now. Agave and lime? Stop it. Stop it. I walked in the next room. Oh, waffle cones dedicated to edible balloons, which were being made by the tail. Why are we not, why have we not done a, 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 Facebook Live, a live reporting for the Blaze Television Network on the Ice Cream Museum. It's only open a month. This is a must for the network. This network cannot survive without doing something on the Museum of Ice Cream. And I, I am willing to take the hit for that. Okay. I mean, I don't want to go to New York, but I will. I don't want to go to the Ice Cream Museum, but I will. I don't want to do a report for the network on the Ice Cream Museum, but I will because I'm willing to take one for the team. So, if you happen to be in New York, (laughs) come on now. The Museum of Ice Cream, I freaking love that. 
Now, some would say, Jeff, you've eaten enough ice cream in your life. So? Chuck in Florida. You are on the broadcast. Hi, Chuck. How are you? Greetings, Jeffy. I'm great. How are you today? Oh, ChuckInFlorida.com. All right. Now, Chuck, I know we like to go to you because Florida is uh, the uh, hotbed of um, dummery. Jobs. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, what are, what are some of the headlines today? And I also have a couple other things I want to talk to you today other than the dummery of Florida, but we'll start with sure. the dummery. Uh, the dummery, the dummery begins with a man beats wife for supporting Hillary or a rested man twerks in court. Uh, we also have the manatee mating stops traffic. Kind of one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> We've got a woman fatally shot uh, by a Florida police officer while they were role-playing the bad guy scenario oh, at the Citizens Police Academy. I saw that. That was a horrible mistake. That's god-awful. I mean, who does that, you know? You don't check the weapon before you start shooting at people. Uh, I think they were supposed to be, uh, they were supposed to be uh, uh, fake bullets, right? They weren't. From what I understand, they didn't even know that that gun could take real bullets. It was supposed to be like a prop gun. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, now. You've got me down. Okay, thinking of, of the sad mistake. As long as well, as long as you've got me. Mating, uh... Yeah, absolutely. We're going to mating manatees. You you know me well. We're going to yes, mating I manatees. I selected this one specially for you, Jeff. I freaking love manatees, man. I They're really cool. Do. They're very cool to watch in the water. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the. Uh, a uh, woman's water polo from the Olympics, but you know, <laughs> <that's>, uh, <laughs> I thought for sure you were real. Kind of reminded, kind of reminded me when we were swimming together, Jeff. I just, you know, just you and me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so what yeah. happened? Uh, so apparently Tuesday afternoon there were a lot of splashing uh, in the water, and uh, some people pulled over to the side of the road. You, you know, usually it's dolphins. We don't see a lot of manatees in the Bay Area, but this was right in Tampa Bay at off the causeway. And um, apparently it only happens every three to five years. And I'm kind of feeling sad for manatees right about now. <laughs> but, oh, uh, no, no. They, Those three to five years are good, bro. Apparently they're making up for it because it was a big old orgy out there. Um, they get nice. uh, any, anywhere from five to seven manatees for every female. And uh, I, I guess their, their, their mating habits are fairly well documented. It mentions here that the male strategy is to push the female into shallow water in order to mate with her. And yeah. I'm thinking, Jeff, you should know this, you know? I do. It, no, I, I, just, I just water, said, yeah. Right? I just said, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's what you do. There. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it caused quite a backup on, the, uh, on one of the only three ways of crossing the water here in the Bay Area. That, yeah, that's uh, not the only thing it caused a backup on. Anyway. <laughs> I seriously, I used to see manatees all the time. Uh, I, you'd say you don't see them very often, but I, I never, I went to the like they have the manatee swimming area by the the new plant. But right, uh, right. in uh, tr- on, tr- for those of you that are aware of what Florida is like on the Florida's sun drenched west coast, uh, on Treasure <laughs> Island, uh, where we used to play softball and stuff all the time on the, some of the inland waterways, uh, we would see them all the freaking time. All the time, they were great. You can see the ones, yeah, and you can see the ones that have been hit by uh, boat blades, by propellers. Uh, You know, there's so many. Obviously, that's a problem in Florida. For those for those of you that don't know, manatees (laughs) should be in your water near your home. There should be a no wake zone. 
The reason it's a no wake zone is so your propellers do not hit manatees, idiot. Yeah, yeah, they're, and they're so not you can see the one, swimmers. Yeah. You can see the ones that have been injured from the propellers, and you know, thankfully they were still alive. But they are really cool, and oh, I have never awesome seen. Watch, I yeah. I have never actually uh, witnessed a uh, a mating orgy. I'm a little disappointed. Well, again, every those. three to five years, it's kind of a chance happening. That's why so many people were stopped. I guess it it just completely blocked traffic. So it was uh, a fun afternoon on a Tuesday commute home. I bet. Yes. All right, so what was the other you one? Uh, what was the I, other I, I, I love this one about the man, the man twerking in court. Uh, if ever you needed a picture of a face that defines the word not amused, it was this judge on the bench as this guy's twerking. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> this woman has just the grumpiest looking face ever. And uh, Calvin, what is his name? Calvin Griffith. Uh, decided to steal a truck from a high school parking lot and uh, go for a bit of a joy ride. Um, I guess when he got into the courtroom, he said, hey, I'm on TV, and there's my mom. My mom's here, and, and he starts twerking. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I got to say, it's quite the sight to behold. Uh, I mean, he's happy. I, what's, what's he supposed to do? He's what's happy. Right. He wants to celebrate. Absolutely. He hasn't seen his mom in a while, apparently. She had a big old bag of meds that he was not taking. That she brought to the courtroom for him. I bet. So, uh... <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah, so all these stories, all these stories, and more are up at uh, chuckinflorida.com. Chuckinflorida.com. And you can, yes, you know, go there and peruse these stories, and there's many more there for you. Now, let's move on from chuckinflorida.com. Let's talk about Chuck sure. in Florida with the family. Oh, uh, family's great. How's yours? So, is your is is the wife there with you now? Unfortunately, she's uh, she's putting in a little overtime on a Saturday, uh, you know, bringing in the bacon, as it were, working at the uh, good old uh, St. Joseph's Hospital here in Tampa. I mean, do you have three-way calling on this phone? Can we give her a call? Can we get her on the line? Uh, I ought to There's, be able to. I'm on Skype look, here. Look, not... look at you. I'm just kidding. I thought for sure you'd say, no, she's working at a hospital, Jeff. Are you stupid? And you're like, okay, yeah, let's call busy. her. I mean, you know, it's not like she's working hard. <laughs> she's already given the patients their meds. What do you get over? Her day is done. Yeah, right. I'm That's done all for the she day. does. Watch now. Yeah, right. That's all she does. You go in, you give them meds, and they sleep. I'm. That's it. Uh, well, no, you, you do not have to call. Now. You do not no, have to call her at work. In, she in will be. Work now, she, so. she would be really uh, mad at me, and I don't want to do that. Um, That's I would be like. Funny. All right, give her a call. Okay, hold on. No, I, give her a call. seriously, I, 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 let me see if I can really do this here. Um, all right, so hold on. I, I got to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Right. You three-way caller. Okay. I'm going to do the break, and then we're going to three-way call her the wife because I want to talk to her. She had some exciting news happen yesterday, and I, I think it's kind of cool, and I'd like oh, to talk yeah, to her I'm about excited. it. All right, so hold on. All right, go to the break. Go to the break. Get, 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 get. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. That it is, and I'm joined by Chuck in Florida, and he has three-way called his wife, Kirsten, who we wanted to talk to and congratulate. Uh, Kirsten, welcome to the broadcast. How are you? Uh, darn the luck, unfortunately, she was unavailable. What? 
I you know. Tell what? So uh, the blood transfusion couldn't wait. I mean, it's, it's a hospital. Stop it. They got to have somebody else to do that kind of stuff. No, I mean, actually, she was in a part of the building where she couldn't get to the phone. So, what am I saying? Whatever. All right. Well, I wanted to congratulate her anyway because yesterday uh, she actually became a United States citizen. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got documented and everything. You know. (laughs) So, I mean, how how long did it take for her to become a citizen? I mean, you know, when when she decided that hey, I'm going to be a citizen, and then now that she's a citizen. Actually, that process, when we uh, started filing paperwork, was um, just about, I want to say, 10 months. Well, that's not too bad. No, I mean, it was, it was uh, a little longer than normal. I guess they had a lot of requests here recently, and uh, they did lose their paperwork at least once. So, you know, they had to go back. <laughs> well, that's a surprise. We showed up for the appointment, and they say, uh, we don't have you on the schedule. You should have received a letter in the, uh, in the mail today not, uh, to, to not come in today. I said, yeah, if we would have received that, we wouldn't have been here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and guess right. what? Uh, the letter, guess what? The mail doesn't come until, I don't know, 5 in the afternoon. Yeah, most times you're right. That's true. It's agonizing. So well, anyway, uh, I'm up against the clock, so th- tell her congratulations. I mean, that's great. I'll I'm do it, re- sir. Really Absolutely. Happy. It was it was I'm a great really ceremony. They had 48 people from 23 different countries, and it was all really cool to see all these new Americans. So. Yeah, well, they better believe in the united states of america right now better not have been all just crap i'll tell you that <laughs> keep your hands up over your heart dog on it <laughs> thank you thank you all right check in florida thanks man i appreciate it um more to come we have i gotta tell you i saw one of the greatest ads on amc this past week and i thought that's on tv yes yes it was This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Coming up immediately following this broadcast, uh, Mike Chris Slato, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, Chris Salcedo. Mike Slater, Joe Pags. Just it's easy to get their names right if you remember them in your head. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. That's the rest of your Saturday lineup here on the Blaze Radio Network. And then tomorrow you got a little David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D. Then Monday through Friday, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. My gosh. Every time I say that, it's like just amazes me that we're giving you such good, good. Good entertainment for free. Oh no, I I don't know. I might I might need to call my internet guy because I just uh, I can't sat back down and there's this it won't let me get out of it on my laptop now. 
This paid, there's been a dangerous try to get an access to your personal logins and bank information and to track your browser activity. Luckily, your firewall managed to block this suspicious connection. We recommend you to freeze your accounts until some measures will be taken. This is a great threat of leaking of your personal data, so you need to respond swiftly. Trojan virus may have already hurt your hard disk and its data. That is why we are checking and verifying your current system security. Do not waste your time and consult one of our service centers or call us. Contact number. Your urgent response is needed. What? This can't be real. Can't be real. Someone wants me to call a number or click a link. And then I'm in trouble if I click the link. Then. If I call the number, boop, gone. Everything is gone. But it won't let me get out of it either. I don't understand. I mean, I can't. I'm going to have to control, alt, delete everything. And then I was thinking, well, I have my desktop on and nothing happened. But my desktop is plugged into our hardline computer system. Or my laptop, I have just using the Wi-Fi. And I only plug it in, you know, once in a while to the, to the hardline internet connection here in the studios. It's usually just on Wi-Fi. So the Wi-Fi has been hacked. It's inside the building. The Wi-Fi has been hacked. They're calling from inside the building. Okay, so now I'm just going to have to control out, delete this whole thing. I wonder if it lets me see what stories I have up. It couldn't be any bad stories, right? I mean, <laughs> I have the my Twitter page. I have a media caught lying about a, the Trump attendance. I have more than a hundred. What is that one? What is that story I have open? Hold on. I have the first city. Read over a million. I have the radio network up. I have the Facebook page up. I have some other more than a hundred. I don't know what that story is. Hmm, that might be it. Oh, more than a hundred. It's the high-profile Republicans that aren't supporting Trump. That story. That's what. That's what I had open on this computer. Plus, I had uh, our next-gen Blaze Radio system up. I mean, I'm going to have to control all, delete all of it because. And then at the bottom of that screen, it comes up with Windows Security Essential wasn't able to block virus. Windows detected potential threats that might compromise your privacy or damage your computer. Error code zero small x eight zero two four four zero two small c. Windows. Thank you. Thank you. Error code. What is the error code? Error code zero x. I got to do the small case. Error code zero small case X eight zero two four four zero two small C. I did that whole thing for the setup so you could play the music and then there's no music. What the hell? That's how bad it is around here now. So I'll control. Let's, all right, let's control Alt Delete and see what happens. Yes, I want to. No, I don't want to do this. I just want to control alt delete it. I want to get it. Right? I know. All right. So let's see what's open on the other computer. Oh, we can't talk about that story. Uh, We can't talk about this story. 
clock boy, Ahmed Mohammed, suing Texas. Well, not just Texas, but specifically Irving, Texas, for accusing him of making a bomb. Now, I will say, I don't like this kid much. I don't know why. He has the look to me as one of these kids that just, I don't know, it just irks me. It just irks me. That's that's the only way I can explain it is he just irks me. Now, that having been said, it wouldn't matter if it was another kid that irked me if he hadn't built what looked like to be a bomb. I'm sorry. And so because our president, hey, Ahmed, nice clock. Maybe you can bring it to the White House that day. Ugh. It's agonizing. Hey, Ahmed, nice clock. Maddening. So he filed a federal lawsuit against his former hometown, accusing it of violating, violating his civil rights as part of a wider pattern of discrimination against African-American students. Wait, what? But he kept trying to impress his teachers in Dallas suburb as a way to make connections and gain acceptance, he said. But he was singled out for discipline. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he was singled out for discipline when he brought to school what looked like a bomb. Now, I love the headline of 14-year-old Ahmed got arrested. Well, they took him to the police department. I don't know that he was ever officially arrested, although you know, I believe they may have. I don't even know if they actually did put him in handcuffs, but they may have. Um, according to my producer, he requested to be handcuffed, and that wouldn't surprise me. If you're going to take me, if you're going to take me out of here, put me in handcuffs. And that's and that was the that was the picture of him. That's right, because he had the arm, the hands up with the handcuffs. Yeah, <sighs> agonizing. And so this is his little press conference. And he came back to Texas, uh, I guess, for the summer, because don't forget, uh, because of all of this, uh, Qatar said, um, "Hey, why don't you come here and go to school? We'll pay for everything." Now, one answer could be, no, I'm good right here in the good old U.S. of A. Another answer could have been, ah, we'll think about it, but everything seems to be okay now. And, of course, he chose the answer, sure, we'll move there and let them pay for everything. So he came back to Texas uh, this summer, and here's what he had to say. The reality of it is I've lost a lot of things. And uh, Have people you? might not see it because I never really talk about it. But right now, as she said, I lost a lot of things. I lost my home. I lost uh, no my creativity because before I used to love oh, building no. things. But now I can't. There's nothing I can do. Why not? And you can't just, make bombs I've anymore? I lost a lot of things. I lost my security. I can't walk out on the streets anymore without having to be covered up because... I don't want to get shot because it happens here. And it might uh, happen anywhere. Oh and, and anytime I walk out the house, there might be death waiting for me. So um, so the best thing for me is that I had to stay overseas 
far away, and I really love this state. It's my home, but I couldn't stay. I am now holding my head, hanging my head on my microphone because I can't take it. I can't go out because I could get shot. It could happen anywhere. Yeah. Uh, specifically happen in some of the countries that uh, you're f- staying in, like guitar, or the country that uh, your father uh, ran for a uh, leader of, you know, the Sudan, where he, uh, you know, where he lost, uh, where his uh, reports are that he wants to run again in 2020. And the reports of you suing uh, Irving, I don't know that a, a final tally has been made for what they're suing for. Uh, a while ago, they s- were talked about suing for fifteen million. This particular lawsuit, I think, I don't think that numbers have been set yet. Um, but so everyone is saying fifteen million. But I believe inside the story, a real number has not been set yet. But I'm sure Dad uh, loves the idea of having I don't know a few million dollars to uh, you know finance his campaign for the president of the Sudan or whatever you call yourself as the supreme leader of the Sudan. He can't, he had to leave his home. No, no, you didn't. No, 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 you didn't. Nobody, nobody forced you to leave. You lost your creativity. You lost your creativity because you made what you thought was a clock that looked like a bomb and got in trouble for it, and that stalled your creativity. Okay. Perhaps there wasn't, I don't know, a lot of creativity there to begin with. You can't go outside without covering up because you're afraid. Please. Show me real life examples. I'm, you know, maybe there is one. Maybe, maybe somebody shouted out of a car, "Hey, clock boy, you're an idiot." Maybe. I doubt it. I could get shot because it happens here. Ah, uh-huh. it sure does. Not to you, but it sure does. It does happen here. I want this. I'm sure Irving will hold to the, hold their guns. Oh, I shouldn't talk like that. Wait. Um, should uh, you know stick to their principles and realize that uh, no, uh, Ahmed. Uh, I know you you know you and your dad and your mom don't like the idea that your nickname is Clock Boy. But uh guess what? Clock Boy. Uh, that is your nickname and it'll be with you forever as long as you keep coming back and trying to sue and saying you're scared to live in this country and that you had to move. But guess what? No, you didn't have to move. No one said get out. No one said you had to leave. No. You and your parents decided to go to Qatar because they offered you free stuff. All free stuff. So you're either not happy in Qatar or, you, or your dad needs to finance his campaign in the Sudan. And the only way to do that is come back to the U.S. and sue for some cash. Huh. Huh. 
I'm surprised. What what the rulers of Qatar wouldn't uh, wouldn't give you enough money to finance your campaign to be the head of the Sudan? I'm surprised. You'd think they'd want a partner. You'd think they'd want to be together as one in the Muslim community. But hey, what do I know? Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jeff Fisher Show? That it is. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA or Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio or Instagram at JeffyMRA. So I'm watching AMC, and it's just I don't know what the heck we were watching. Some silly show on AMC, and you know I love AMC. Hello, I mean they're the founding fathers of Walking Dead. Hello, uh, but. All of a sudden, I see an ad, and it's a couple, and they're, you know, looking bored with each other, and they go, they see they're eating breakfast, and they're watching TV, and they're bored with each other, and they go to work, and they get the little sad kiss on the cheek, and off they go. Then they, you see them walk into some sort of uh, uh, restaurant, bar place, uh, you know, entertainment place, and a girl comes up, and says something to them and they both look they all look at each other like oh yeah nice and the hubby looks at them, then the one girl walks away and the husband looks at the wife and he's got the look in his eye like yeah we're doing this and she's like yeah we're doing this and then they show her hand touching his and the ad is for Ashley Madison and it's their campaign. Find your moment. I about died. I mean, that's their whole new campaign. Find your moment. And that particular ad isn't about cheating, right? Remember, they had their they had their big site hacked not long ago, and uh, uh, you know it was that was their big thing that Ashley Madison you'd use their site to find other people to just have relationships with that you know a lot of people called it cheating <laughs> come on now uh but now it's uh they're adding the you're not cheating you're having a uh you're having an affair with your husband and your wife find your moment now there are a couple of ads. There was one ad that uh, has a, a a wife go off to work at the hotel. Uh, she's off on a trip working, and you know they show her kind of bored and them bored, and she goes off on a trip, and then she sees someone at the counter of the hotel, and they both you know have the you know the look I'm talking about. Oh yeah, and uh, find your moment, Ashley Madison. So that's a little cheating, right? And then they have then they have one where the guy is just you know by himself and he's working and he's bored and he's he's eating and he's going through life and then he sees a girl on the subway 
and they meet, and you know they have the you know the look of oh yeah. I mean, who you know the look I'm talking about? Oh yeah, and and then they get together, and it's Ashley. Find your moment. Well, that happens without Ashley Madison, but I mean, it's a it's a good find your moment from Ashley Madison. So be prepared for that uh, on a cable television. Uh, I I don't know that I don't know that kids would actually get it. My kids are probably busy looking at something else when the commercials are on anyway, and they're not watching anything on stupid AMC anyway. My kids are sitting on the bed watching uh, House Hunters. Watched one from uh, looking uh, grow, looking for a new place in England last night. Fascinating. Anyway. Uh, there's some, actually some nice houses in England. If you could afford to live there, uh, you know, maybe it'd be nice to live out in the countryside. Anyway, Ashley Madison, find your moment. A very different side of cheating. Find your moment. Why is Ashley Madison not advertising on this show? Why? Ashley Madison, I'm here for you. I'm here. I don't know that I want to do live reads for you, but you can have, you can run your ads on this show. No problem. You know what, Ashley Madison? On this show, you can find your moment. Okay? I'm giving you free. I got you just got a free whole new 5 minutes for me. If I if I could if the you know the the commercials are too much music and too much looking, there's not enough audio or I would have aired those because oh yeah. Find your moment. People who are sick of having sex with their husbands or their wives. <laughs> Find your moment. Ashley Madison. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Before we get to uh, the mother in Texas with her transgendered child, uh, I want to remember to talk about the Mike Opelka story that I teased early on in the broadcast because it's going to be something that's going to bug me if I don't. Mike talked about uh, how he was upset at PETA. And uh, while I am not a fan of PETA, not one little bit, uh, he was upset because PETA is now has a cowboy monkey rodeo in their crosshairs. And uh, while I never, I, not that I remember, I don't remember ever witnessing cowboy monkey radio, rodeo. However, I went to look up some stories and watch some videos of cowboy monkey rodeo uh, when I first came into the studios today. And while it looks like great entertainment uh, at the time, 
It looks like most of it takes place at uh, minor league baseball stadiums and stuff because that's the kind of thing that they do for entertainment at those particular games. Uh, Mike said that they are not. One of the PETA's big complaints is that the monkeys are strapped on the dogs as they round up the goats or rams or whatever the heck they round up. Now, it sure looked like in those videos that the that the monkeys uh, up on the horse uh, were attached and couldn't get off. Now, that having been said, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if they were duct taped on those dogs. That's damn fine entertainment. Cowboy Monkey Rodeo. Damn fine entertainment. For an evening of minor league baseball and then have Cowboy Monkey Radio? Hello. You've, you've gotten your money's worth when that comes out. But... The Cowboy Monkey Radio? Yeah, I probably did because that's probably that's exactly the, what we are. We're just monkeys on a on a dog running around. Cowboy Monkey Rodeo? That's damn fine entertainment. That's American entertainment right there. In, during at a minor league baseball game, you've got your money's worth. But that having been said, I doubt that those monkeys are not strapped on those dogs. Because it now, Mike said that they come out and the monkey hops on the dog and they go. That the videos I watched did not show that. The videos I watched showed the monkeys already on the dogs, and it looked like there were several times when, if it was a monkey, you know, that's a monkey, it would have jumped off. But maybe not. Maybe they're trained just that well, and it's very possible that they are. So if you get an opportunity to see Cowboy Monkey Rodeo, do so. Because <laughs> that is damn fine entertainment. Is that true? Are you on the air? Okay. I was just being told that Mike interviewed uh, the one guy for Cowboy Monkey Rodeo and that they are not uh, they are not strapped to the dog and that the dog and the monkeys all live together and they're one big happy family and uh, their cozy little pens or cages or houses or straw hats, wherever the heck they live. So, okay, good. Good. I, congrats. No, I don't care. See, that's the whole point. That's my point. I don't care. Peter, go away. Stop trying to ruin people's entertainment. We're humans. They're animals. They're here for us. <laughs> And I, I, I must have Cowboy Monkey Rodeo on my to-do list. There is no doubt about that. Okay. This lady in Texas. We tried to get a hold of her. I was hoping that she'd be on the broadcast today. She's been on every other network. I'm not, you know, whoa, can't have time for the blaze. Okay, whatever. Maybe it's just you, Jeff. Could be. Possible. Kimberly Shapley. Mother of soon-to-be kindergartner, Kai Shapley. She has a fight against the school district. Why? Because she wants her transgender girl to use the girl's bathroom. But see, the problem is, is that on the birth certificate, her little girl, five years old, is a boy. Now, the school district 
while seemingly unsympathetic, said it's not really a problem uh, because in kindergarten, uh, everybody uses the same bathroom in the room, uh, so it won't matter. There's usually one big bathroom for everybody in the room of the kindergarten class. And when they're out and about around the school, if he, she has to use the bathroom, uh, use the nurse's bathroom, uh, which, you know, no problem. Uh, That's not good enough. Because she wants to take the fight now so that it's, you know, her daughter doesn't have to, her daughter's son doesn't have to worry about it now. Now she claims, I'm a devout conservative Christian and an ordained minister. Wow. Wow. I tried to force Kai, I guess it's Kai, K A I, into being a boy when she was a toddler. I knew my kid was different before the age of two. My child was very feminine, flamboyant, and dramatic. That doesn't mean that he's a girl. No matter how I... I'm sorry, I get this. Maybe that's why she didn't want to come on. No matter how I tried to punish, reshape, or discipline her, she continued to be very feminine. Okay, if your child is... Feminine, flamboyant, and dramatic. Why would you punish, try to reshape, or discipline that child for being who they are? I don't know. It doesn't change the fact that he's a boy. Okay? just doesn't. By the age of three. Kai began adamantly saying and verbalizing she was a girl. A turning point for the mom came when Kai, who was called Joseph back then, began consistently praying for Joseph to go to heaven. Kai was begging the Lord to let her die. My child would pray and ask the Lord to let Joseph go to heaven and be with Jesus. <sighs> Shapley said that she began doing research and discovered that transgender children without familial support are at significantly higher risk for suicide. That did it for me, she said. I chose to stick with the words in red, white, and Bible. Red, the words red in red. I chose to stick. I can't see what it says there. I chose to stick with the words in red in the Bible, the words that Jesus spoke. I clung to those words, prayed, and fasted, and the Lord just helped me to be my kid's mom. (laughs) Yes. Well, Kimberly, you both need a little bit of help. I I wanted to talk to you today because I wanted to hear you. I wanted to hear your side. I wanted to let you get your say out. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna say, "Hey, you both need help." I wasn't gonna say, uh, "Why would you punish your kid for being uh, feminine, flamboyant, and dramatic?" 
Why would you punish and reshape a discipline? Stop being feminine, flamboyant, and dramatic. You're a boy. Uh, You have a little bit of an issue with that. Not the kid. You made the kid have an issue with that. You both need help. Come on now. I'm about I'm about at the end. I'm about at the end with this the L B G T Q V C crowd. Stop it. I just saw a tweet. I just saw a tweet. From someone complaining about dirty bathrooms at a Target. And Target responded right away by saying, hey, what store was this? We want to make sure it gets taken care of. Really? Do you? Because if I tweeted, hey, Target, there was a guy in the women's bathroom and I couldn't let my daughter go in there. Would you respond to that or would you just say, hey, we allow that and good luck, God bless? So I hope all your bathrooms remain dirty. Sorry. I about had it. Enough. Enough. Your five-year-old? Seriously? We've talked about these stories before. I, I'm, I'm slowly coming to the conclusion that it, it has as much to do with the parents as it is with the, with the child. Because she says in her, in this story, that I would punish and try to reshape her boy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Punished for being feminine, flamboyant, and dramatic. And who has the problem? This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Chris Salcedo sitting, standing, crouching by, waiting to get his broadcast underway, thinking to himself, my God, please just shut the fat man up. I want to go on the air. It's coming, Chris. Don't worry. Just a few minutes away, and it's all yours, baby. And then uh, Mike Slater and Joe Pags later on uh, in the day on the Blaze Radio Network to round out your Saturday we have so much that I missed. We we had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about as far as uh, there was one guy that uh, ended up, uh, this truth comes out in the end. Uh, the guy that uh, had two obituaries, one from the girlfriend and one from the wife. Truth comes out in the end. Okay? Just lay it out there. If you're going to, if you're going to cheat and uh, you know, the, if you're, if you look at it from the cheater side, he was good. He made it till he died. On the other hand, I mean. Now the whole thing is blown and the whole world is, is laughing. But it's kind of funny seeing the both obituaries. Um, 
side by side for the same guy, one from the wife and one from the girlfriend. We never got to the bright blue lobster that was caught. Uh, this person has caught another one before, and the odds are you know, remarkable. Who knew bright blue lobsters existed, first of all? And second, I, I, I'm guessing it has to do with climate change. No way. No way it's real. Has to do with climate change. Some some paint dropped from some naval vessel. Something happened that made the whole thing, uh, you know, happen. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, it had to do something like that. It's got to do with climate change. And then, uh, last but not least, I'm hoping that. Uh, well, I talked a little bit about my neighbor, and I'm hoping that that actually I just read that wrong, and something, you know, it was just me. And she, he is going off to a new place to work. He's, you know, they're moving and he is going somewhere else and they're coming later or something. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping I read it wrong. But then I see this, and this reminds me of what a, what a wonderful thing life is. Life is all about ass. You are either covering it, laughing it off, kicking it, kissing it, busting it, trying to get a piece of it, or behaving like one. Or you live with one. I don't think truer words have been written and now spoken. Those are, that's a factual lineup of words right there life is all about ass you are either covering it laughing it off kicking it kissing it busting it trying to get a piece of it or behaving like one or you live with one you know it's a fact take it with you now use it to your advantage. Have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. Chris Salcedo coming up next on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure no one has told you you look good today. But you do. You do. You look really good. So, you take care of yourself and have a good week. I mean, you know, I know you look good in everything, but you aren't really going to wear that all day, are you? Because, uh, you know, it looks good on you. About it. About it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.